Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome back to the podcast for episode 64. Did you just record me saying that? Yes, I did. (laughs) I totally did. Leave that in there. I don't care. Where we are talking about collaborations. (laughs) And we're having a good morning, obviously. Uh, We're doing some back-end stuff at the same time and clearly struggling. There's too much that goes into this sometimes and not enough coffee for us to be able to handle all of it. There's definitely not enough coffee. And I quit drinking soda. Dude, soda's so terrible for you. It is, but I used to drink it because I needed the caffeine, and I didn't want coffee, like, late at night. Mm-hmm. But I quit drinking soda for the last week. I'll have, I think I had one in the last week, and that was because I started to get a headache from not having it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once I drank it, I was fine again. But I've kind of, you know, weaned myself off of soda. But it's really hard to not drink one. I haven't drank a soda. Well, I've had like a root beer float, so that's not exactly. That counts. It's soda. I haven't drank a can of soda in like 14 years. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I'm all about that for breeze water. According to Steven, my LaCroix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling that, like, I think I would sell my soul to be sponsored by some bubble water. Well, you all heard it here, Hopper. I also drink Arrowhead, just the plain Arrowhead, though. Simply bubble. I used That's to delicious. drink energy drinks a lot. Nope, don't drink those either. Yeah, I kind of stopped. What and I'm trying know, to say is that I'm better than you. I haven't drank a beer in like. I don't know, eight hours. <laughs> I'm drinking one right now. Kidding. Uh, I don't know about that. Kidding. It's 8.45, yeah, it's, guys. It's 8.45 a.m. Martina starts early. <laughs> Only on Sundays. Yeah, except Mimosas. for the day, it's Saturday. So. But yeah. Anyway, okay. talking about collaborations. Do you have any coming up? I... Yes, actually. It always cracks me up because I think everyone knows how much I struggle with my CNC. And it cracks me up that that's always my collaboration is like someone wants me to CNC something for them. I'm like, God damn, I can't even do what I want to do with it. Now you want me to do something for you. So I'm going to be making maybe. I just got asked last night if I would be capable of making some table base legs. But it'd be multiple pieces that are like an inch and a half thick that she would glue up that are... Do you follow Designs by Donnie? I don't think so. He's a furniture maker and he has these S-shaped table base accents because it's not really the support. But maker 
is getting commissioned to make something similar and was asking if I could do that because she doesn't have a bandsaw to be able to cut those. So that's the question. Is that a collaboration or are you subbed out? A sub? So I guess that brings up what's the difference between a collaboration and being subbed out? I guess there's a fine line because you like obviously I'm going to make money off of it because I'm putting my time into programming the robot and everything. So I guess yeah. maybe that's not a collaboration. But same with I'm test driving Jacob's dust boot and I paid for the shipping and the materials of that, but I'm being his test dummy on it. So is it a collaboration? That So so see, this is the question because I would almost think that if you're doing a collaboration, you're not, nobody's coming out ahead, I'd say. Like you're not, nobody's making money off the other person. You're more working together. That doesn't mean you can't make money on whatever you're doing together. One of the ones that comes to mind is there's that, oh, what is Dream in the Woods, maybe? Maybe I, I don't remember if that's the right profile, but they'll make parts of a sign together from different parts of the state or different areas, different states. They'll ship it to each other to make it, and then they'll ship it to a customer. So they, like, they collaborate on the actual product and then they sell it together. Is there needs to be a better like pipeline between makers that want to collaborate because that's the hard part is that a lot of it requires shipping and extra time. See, if we could all apparate, that'd be cool. But the fact that, you know, say you want to send something out to me, like you laser something and then mm -hmm. I'm going to CNC it or whatever. That's like an additional almost week's worth of time just waiting for it to get shipped out plus like the... It, so for you to package it, take it to the post office, wherever you're taking it, to get it to me, and then have it delivered to my house and me have the ability to open it up, that's, you know, four or five days right there. And you and I are a state away from each other. Yeah. It needs to be something better. Well, yeah, so I guess when I think of collaborations, I always think, like, YouTube videos or prototyping. So like, it's, I would consider the thing with Jacob prototyping and more of a collaboration to a point anyway because you're you're giving him measurements and details and testing it and then giving him feedback so i'd so that okay so maybe you're a product tester i don't know like yeah i guess because it's not like once he starts printing them it's not like i'm gonna get x amount of dollars yeah you're not collaborating sale, you know on a I mean? business idea i should buy into that though that'd be nice tricky right Tell him, hey, can I in invest in your dust boot idea? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just piggyback off someone else's idea so I can profit, please, and thank you. I was using, oh, my friend came over Thursday, Ken, came over Thursday to get some stuff engraved, and I asked him to bring his track salt so I could cut down the melamine that I have for the sign that I'm going to put in my garage. And we set up his track saw, and the first thing that came to mind is, why isn't there an attachment with this track saw that automatically squares it up to the edge of the wood? There I open is up my one. Instagram, and I'm not going to say the profile that came up, but you already know it. And instantly it's like, oh, do you need this for your track saw 3D printed thing that slides in and squares it up? I'm like, son of a... <laughs> okay, there's like brands that make it though, because I think Woodpeckers, I believe, makes one. I've seen brands make it out of metal. 
Yeah, I know. I almost messaged Jacob and asked if he could 3D print that for me too because I would love to have one. They're expensive. Yeah. Like, no, I have, I don't know how much a 3D printed one would be, but for, I think, I want to say Incra makes one as well. So all that stuff is, like, it's so freaking pricey and it's hard to justify that expense. Oh, yeah. So. I, I don't discount that <laughs> i think alma has just got one too and it's a different company i was like oh freaking baller over here because it's this is gonna just like take us on this whole wormhole of different conversation but yes like it's because it's you know what how do you justify your expenses expenses and what to purchase next and everything but i use my track saw a lot versus my table saw or miter saw sometimes it's just easier i almost need like a because i had the two 55 inch ones yeah. that you can put together i almost want like a little 30 inch one now because it's like i have too much overhang then i would definitely get a square i could see that like a 24 inch one would be pretty good i think i don't even have a track saw they're nice and there's times that it'd be nice to have one but then i'd only use it maybe like once every couple months because i buy i'll buy like sheets at a time and then i'll just stock up so I don't, I cut like, you know, 10 boards at a time once every couple of months and then I stockpile the sizes and then I'll go back in a couple of months and buy it again. So it's not really worth buying a track saw yet as long as I can have somebody help me on my table saw. Yeah. Well, that and you, um, that's collaborating with you. Like for you, you can have Ken bring over his track saw and you guys can do it together. You know what I mean? It's an easy little collaboration. Yeah. It's hey, you're back. It's like old school recording. I don't know what's going on. Your your internet connection is exceptionally bad today. I'm on. <laughs> Because I'm exceptional. Um, I'm on a more stable network now, so we'll see what happens. That sounds like famous last words. Okay. Anyway, so is it collaborating with you if Ken brings you his laser required work? I would say I'm subbed out because I'm getting paid for it. Got it. Like I'll still, I still charge him less than like a client off the street because we're good friends and he's helped me a lot. So his pricing is different than off the street people. And there are, I mean, there's a lot of things that I want to do project wise that I think would be fun to collaborate with him, but he's so busy now that he went full time that he he's trying to hustle and keep it going and make it work. And he doesn't have time for that. So that's, I don't know that I'll be able to collaborate with him anytime soon. That's the other thing is it'd be it'd be fun to collaborate more with people that are local for YouTube videos and stuff. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of people that A would want to do it or would want to be in front of a camera. And would have the time. Because most people work, you know, eight to five or whatever. And then they're trying to intermingle making with 
taking care of family and everything else. Like I maybe get 30 minutes a night to do anything except on the weekends. It's funny because like you start hitting your side hustle on the weekends and on the weekends, I don't, I don't want to do anything that has to do with making. So not that I'm close by, but if we were to collaborate, I have to change my whole week around. Well, you kind of do on Saturday mornings. I know. This is collaboration kind of. We collaborate every week. It's so funny because this, like, same with when we record because I'm up early on Saturdays and then you like to sleep in on Saturdays and you'd rather record, like, on late on a weeknight. And I'm like, no, after 6.30, I don't, I don't want to do anything with anyone. Especially now that it gets dark early, I'm like, nope. Well, on weeknights, it's difficult because I have to help my kids with homework during the school year. Yeah, but I mean, like, they eventually don't have homework and they go to bed. Yeah. I'm like, that's I'm true. Like, oh, no. You, if someone wants me to do anything after, like, 6.30 on a weekday, I'm like, that's not happening. Yeah. The, <laughs> hence our web calls. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there's there's a few little projects for YouTube that I want to do. That I think will make good short videos. And then, so during the week, I can film like itty bitty pieces of it throughout the week. And then, the the problem is my footage on my camera is like various projects. And it's not like one project altogether. So then after I'm done recording, I have to figure out what file goes to what project. So I need to start trying to film the whole thing and then offload it and then film a whole nother one and offload it. I guess I'm collaborating with that guy for the wine cabinet because he's going to finish it off and put the wine racks in it whenever he decides to pick it up. You know, who knows if he actually likes the color. (laughs) But see, now I got sidetracked. Doesn't take much. Collaborating. There's no squirrels today, though. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> it's probably too cold for them. I actually have a collaboration happening right now with Ethan. I know what I was going to say. The video editing thing. I that I've started editing as I go with it, but I do it all from my phone, so it's different than you because you do it from a different camera, and then you edit. So on the I computer. used to, I used to record with my phone with everything, mm-hmm. and. In the summer, it would overheat and shut off. It runs out of storage all the time because it's only a 32 gigabyte phone. I think. Like, that's like the whole iOS now is 30 gigs. Yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's like, here's your storage. Your OS is 20% of your entire memory. And that's so I got the other camera to try and combat the heat issue. Because I, I would be in the middle of assembly and something, and it would shut off for overheating. The new camera doesn't do that, which is nice. And it's been going well. So I do like that part. My tripod is trying to die on me, though. And, like, now, if I put the camera on the tripod, the tripod's, like, the ball head at the top is, like, crooked and, like, angled because it's breaking. So I'm trying to adjust the camera on the ball head to account for that broken angle. 
it looks pretty janky. But the the whole editing thing is so much work and it adds so much time. And my computer sucks. So that doesn't help. Um I just looked at mine. I have the two hundred and fifty six gig. I'm at hundred and forty five gigs used space. So I should probably go through and delete some stuff on there. Probably. It's impressive. Yeah. Get, well, now you know how I feel with a 32 gigabyte phone. Gotta, like you I gotta do it for the gram, though, man. Well, that was the other thing. I would be filming a project on my phone. I would be in the, in the mood to work on it, and I'd be going with it, and I'd be like, I don't know, 20% of the way through the project, and then my phone would be like, you're out of memory, so I have to come inside offload stuff and then i have to go back outside and work again by the time i come inside like i have no motivation to go back out tell me about it that's the hardest part for me to stay on track with building and like it's easier if i go out there and it's like okay give it a solid x amount of time without looking at your phone and just ignoring everything or it's so easy like oh i'm gonna go do laundry now i'm gonna go do this because we know i distract very easily too yeah, my new camera, I bought a card for it that's 128 gig. So I can film... Whoops. I can film the entire project. And then, when I'm done, come inside, take the footage off so it's easy to know what project it goes to, and then start the next one. I think it's definitely with our community because there's so many makers that make different items or have the capabilities to make something that you can't it's easy to collaborate because you're watching someone's feed in their stories and seeing what they're do they're doing and it triggers ideas for you that what you would use with their equipment like because you had the laser and people have to send stuff to you to be lasered or i have the cnc so people reach out to me to cnc stuff and then i just you know curse my cnc the whole time but <laughs> i think it is tricky because it's like is it a collaboration if you're getting paid but it's like well you're taking your time to make the item but they're ultimately going to get the profit because they're doing the markup on stuff like i've made cutouts for rustic disposition for her signs so i've seen cnc'd several like little mdf things for her to be able to do her like she does mountain rounds so she had one with like little deers in it and then like a couple moons and stuff like that and i'll try and throw in extra stuff for her when i make it because it's from here to oregon and that way, if anything breaks in transit, she has like a couple extra materials or she can make more projects now that she has more items in her little care packages. Yeah. I, yeah, it's kind of tricky because, I don't know, I guess if you're getting paid, I kind of feel like you're a sub. If you're not getting paid, it's either collaboration or you're getting screwed. One of the two. <laughs> I mean, I think we've all done work expecting to get paid and then the person stiffs you or, you know, it definitely doesn't pay like they're supposed to or ghosts you altogether. Right. There's been a couple things that I've seen seed for people and they're like, cool, thanks for doing that. And I'm like reading the message back and it's like, at what point did I say I was going to do this for free? And some people just assume. You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, I guess like it's I only lost like 15 bucks on X, but it's like. 
are, am I the jerk? Because I didn't up front say, like, this is how much it costs. Or are you the jerk for assuming it's going to be free? Then it's like this whole, like, crappy area to discuss. And then a lot of this stuff through the community is through text. So you don't know how someone's going to interpret the message because it's however they want to interpret it versus like a phone call where you can understand someone's tone. Yeah. I've gotten better about saying the cost up front and saying, yeah, I can do it. It'd, it'd be either this price per minute of time that the machine uses, or it'd be this flat amount or whatever, because I'd get people like that that would think I would do it for free. They're like, well, you, you have the machine. You can just put it on there and it doesn't take you any time. Like, excuse me. That doesn't take me any time. That drives me freaking crazy. Like, just because I invested in a robot doesn't mean you get to take advantage of it. Or if they send you a file and it's like you have to do so much cleanup in order to actually machine it. And they're like, well, I gave, like, I did all the work for you. And it's like, no, you didn't. Like, that was, Mm -hmm. that took me, like, two hours to clean up to even make it, like, eligible for the machine to do its thing. I think the worst one I had was I had to completely redo somebody's logo. From like a crappy JPEG pixelated image. And then at the end they're like, oh, can you just send me the the file that you redid? Uh-uh. Along with the sign and everything. I'm like, for one, I didn't even charge you enough to do th- this amount of work. <laughs> like, And then you want me to, like, just, I mean, I'll send it to you for like an additional cost. Because that was like four hours of work. Like, that was not, like, a, a short thing. That is the absolute worst when you give them a price and then you start the project. And it's like, oh, man, I really underestimated the amount of work this was mm-hmm. going to take and the amount of time it's going to take. And now I'm making, like, $2 an hour. We've if all done. that. So. But there was one where I opened their file and it was a vector file. It's like, oh, this should be easy. So I gave them the price. And then I started working with the vector file, and whoever made it did a horrible job. Because it had, if you went into it and say that there was a blue shape, they had like 15 of the same shape stacked on top of each other with different shades of coloring that all accumulated to make this one color. I'm like, why didn't you just make that color in one layer? That was like that... um florist sign that i did when i opened it up and i sent it to you you're like have fun with that i'm like gosh oh yeah that was layer upon layer of like the same flower and it took hours for me to clean it up i also get the ones that i'll ask the client for the vector file and i usually tell them you know it's a dot ai or a dot svg mm-hmm. or dot eps so that they can recognize the file type and they'll say, let me ask my designer. The designer sends them this SVG file. They send it to me. I open it. And it's they literally took like the crappiest JPEG image and went into like Photoshop and did file save as SVG <laughs> and expected that to become a vector file. Like, that's not how this works. Oh. Like, you can't take a crappy image and automatically make it a vector by changing the file <laughs> extension. The force was funny because I was like... She's like, can you have it by X, you know, certain day? And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm doing a lot of cleanup. And she was like, well, we worked really hard at that. I'm like, 
harder than you needed to because you layered shit you didn't you layered stuff you didn't need to layer together so but it's just funny mm-hmm. we worked really hard and it's like i'm not insulting you i'm just trying to explain that this might not be realistic because i'm having to work harder than i anticipated so by the time i got paid i was like i barely covered just my editing time let alone for the materials to engrave and the time to stain and poly and all that stuff that's the thing with working with graphics for CNC or laser is it you have to account for that time that you're going to have to spend modifying or editing or whatever. And sometimes it's really fast. Like I've had ones that I've gotten it from whatever they sent me to being able to go in the laser within five minutes. Then I've had ones where it took me like a day because it was just that bad. And then you you tell them that and then they always seem insulted. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just saying like it, it took longer than expected. You're, the project's going to take an extra day. I feel like that's been the story of my life with my past several things. It's like, oh, it took longer than expected. It took longer than expected. So I don't know. Well, I definitely, when I started, like, getting back to building, I feel like I was out of practice, so that was longer than expected, but I just think people just want a lot. They expect the world, whether it's another maker and because you have a robot, like, you can do it for this price or whatever, and they think that robot does all the work or what, but it's just, like, some of the stuff that I should be, like, putting out in, like, two, three days, I'm like, how is this taking me five days to get done and then it's like wow now i'm behind on so much other stuff like then you're just like how bouncing that out to be able to like i don't know allow yourself more time it's like i don't want to keep allowing myself more time if i want to be able to make things go quicker keep the train moving in general i've always had the mindset of whatever if I'm buying something from somebody, whatever I agreed to buy is what I would expect. I would expect nothing more. I would expect nothing less. For some reason, and maybe it's just the people I get sometimes, I will get somebody to come to me. They will ask me for a sign or whatever, and I'll give them the price for making the sign based on whatever they give me image-wise. Then I've had people where... I'll tell them, you know, I had to redo a bunch of work, so I had to remake your file completely. And they'll say, oh, can you just send that with my sign? Like, can you just email me that? Because then I can use it for other stuff. I'm like, nope. They're like, well, why not? I'm like, well, it took me like four or five hours. Like, I, I mean, I'll send it to you if you compensate me for the extra time that it took. Because I didn't account for that in the actual thing. I'm trying to be nice and not coming back and saying you need to send me this much more because your logo was terrible. Like I didn't want to. It was my fault for underquoting the job. But then when you come and ask me to give you more product. Because to me a new logo file is a, is a product. It's a digital product. Like you're asking me to give you more value and more product 
than what we had originally agreed on. I didn't used to be like that. I used to just send it to him and say, yeah, that's no problem. But more and more, like I spend so much time doing the digital side that I can't keep doing it for free. And then I've also had people that will come to me and say, yeah, I want to do a sign. I'm good with the price. And then they pay it. I start to make it. And they're like, you're going to make a YouTube video about that, right? Like, nowhere in there did I say anything about making a YouTube video. Like, don't just assume that you're going to get a YouTube video made of me doing your entire project. (laughs) Do you ever work with makers and, like, they send you their end of it and you're like, this is garbage. Like, (laughs) now I have to go back and, like, fix what you sucked at and it's like how do you how are you making money off of this stuff so i've never well i don't do a lot of woodworking Mm -hmm. collaborations so i don't have like glue ups coming to me that have like gaps or something if that's kind of what you're talking about but i've had people send me digital stuff and i'm like where did you learn how to do this i feel like when i think i get lazy in a good like not in a like half-assed way like where it's like i'm gonna produce a bad product when i collaborate with makers but it's like oh i'll cut this on the cnc but you're gonna like sand it paint it and finish it right like i don't have to do any of that stuff all like the grunt part i'm like i'll cut i'll cut files all day that's fine but i don't want to do the other stuff so it's like you have to ask like well at what like how far do you want me to take this product like do you want a whole complete project like i was selling it to a client or do you just want the stuff that i'm capable of doing that you're not capable of doing uh, i was going to say i've done yeah. that before where i've just cut things and then they pay me it's that's glorious that's i'm that's my jam man like if you just want me to like cut mdf on there all day like heck yeah i'd do it i've tried to collaborate with a couple makers too and i find it funny when i'm like man i really like how you do this like we should do a project together like i would like you to do this for me and it's like i'll just teach you how to do it but i'd really rather just pay you to do that portion of it and then you send it to me and i can incorporate it on what i want to do so the the main collaboration that i have right now is with ethan carter so one of them is actually a youtube video so i filmed part and I need, I need to actually edit and get him that part. I didn't know. Does Ethan YouTube? Or he will now? He's he's working on starting his... his uh, he's going to start YouTube and he's going to blow up and fly by me within 10 seconds. It's because his freaking videos, man. They're just like entrancing. Yeah. He's good at what he does. So it was a leather working video because I was like, well, I've never cut leather on a laser. Would you want to collaborate and do something? Because I'd like to try it out. So that was the first one. And he's working on his part now. And then a week or so later, I was talking to him about wanting to do more projects with leather on the laser because it's fast to cut. I can cut any shape I want. I don't need like the special dies and cutters and presses and whatnot. So I was like, could, you know, could you kind of, you know, help me along if I have questions, if I want to make a leather wallet? He's like, yeah, sure. And then I watched YouTube videos of little King Goods, who's a leather worker, and figured out what kind of leather working tools I would need. 
to from like the wax that goes on the edges to you know how to actually like embed it with a tool and how to stitch it and all that other stuff like the kind of thread you need the kind of needles you need and then talking with Ethan about how I'd clean it up and whatnot and he's he's been dear lord <laughs> He's got little dog syndrome. He's just mad because his tongue's permanently sticking out of his mouth. It is sticking out of his mouth because he has no teeth. He's being annoying right now. But anyway, Ethan's been really good about answering questions about leatherwork. I'll send him projects or pictures of the project, which you guys have all seen this one. It doesn't go out on YouTube for like another week and a half. But... He's good at making suggestions for things or pointing me in the right direction for things. And I like that. I like being able to do something and not feeling like I'm threatening somebody else's business. Yeah, that's true. Does that make sense? It's like, I don't want to, I'm not saying that I want to, I, I don't want to make my business all leather work. Right. I do think that I can make some cool things out of leather and maybe sell them down the line once I figure out how to do it better. But I do feel like because I have the laser, I can make things that would cost a lot of money up front to be able to do with dies and punches and normal leather working tools. And it would take a lot more time. So, like, cutting and engraving this wallet that I made, total was, like, 3 minutes, 20 seconds wow. to cut and engrave. And then, because I was making a YouTube video, it probably took me 20 minutes to finish it. But in reality, if I wasn't trying to film it and I was just trying to finish it, I could probably do it in, like, 10 so I could make an entire wallet in like 15 minutes. So that's more like a true collaboration though, I guess, because he's giving you tips and tricks and ideas and walkthroughs versus yeah, you having to pay them. I think distance is what stops a lot of people from collaborating. Because you're like, oh, you're not in my shop, so we can't collaborate. Yeah. Like you just have to figure out a way that would work for both of you. So, I mean, one project, I made, or I cut something and shipped it back to him. Like, he shipped me the material, I cut it, and I shipped it back. And we are each filming our part. And then I have one coming up that I already started my part. So, we decided to do another collaboration that'll be a little bit easier. Because part of the collaboration is me making a part that it's its own YouTube video, its own thing. And then I'm going to send him this part and then he'll use it to make his own YouTube video of using what I made to do his stuff. I like when you and I used to collaborate and I would send you my design files and you'd finish them for me. And now you're being mean mm. and you're making me do that on my own. It's because you need to learn. <laughs> Especially if you want to make money on it. I'm okay with racking up my IOUs for your your bar tab. Well, that bar tab's going to increase a lot if that case. 
hey, I already figured out WBC. It's your birthday, so I'm probably going to buy you a cocktail, and then I'm going to pimp you out to everyone else so they buy you cocktails. Well, yeah, well my birthday isn't on WBC. It's, it's like two days it's after. Perfect. It's perfect. True. Actually, that's... I think uh, Mike bought me a drink last year because it was almost my birthday. A couple people did. It's right after mine. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to complain. But I did figure out that design the other day. It's working so far. I feel like I don't want my design that I tried to send you the other day and you're like, when I sent you my my first and you're like, mm, I don't like it. Do this instead. Oh, yeah. I don't want to release that one yet because I finally feel like this is something I haven't seen anyone do yet. Uh, yeah. I would and agree. I don't want to screw that up. And I just want like to put it out there. And then if people steal that idea, that's fine. But I just want to like actually have like an innovative moment myself. <laughs> There's very few people that I share new ideas with. And it's because I used to share them with like people I used to talk to all the time. And then people started trying to beat me to Are the punch. Are you keeping secrets from me still? I feel like you tell me all the stuff you're working on. You and there's one other person that pretty much know, I think, everything. From a maker's standpoint of what I'm working on. I want to be your secret keeper. <laughs> I think Ethan's the other one. You two are like the only two. And it's not to like throw shade on anybody no, else. No, it's, it's, it's like finding because... that like-minded person that like, and that, like you said, like someone that's not going to steal your idea or that you're not going to steal profit from them either. So that's like you yeah. and I don't so do. Part of it's like, I don't, I don't want to tell other, other laser people about it or people that have right. lasers about certain projects because a, not that I don't trust certain ones. But, like, some I know would try to steal it. Well, it's like, you and I collaborate every week on the podcast. And yeah. so we have that in common. And we're both makers. But, like, that's it. Like, you and I don't make any of the same stuff. Like, no. we don't have any of the same, like, design it's style. It's relatively safe to tell you an idea yeah. I have because you have no interest in most of the ones exactly. I want to do. I'm okay with that. And from, I mean, from a leather work, so the leather work standpoint is newer. And I think there's a few cool things I could make for leatherworking. Not just like finished products, but things that could be used with leatherworking. I'm not going to say them here, but I've been talking with Ethan about them and gauging whether he thinks it would be useful or if it's a dumb idea. And... That's why he knows. It's because he he's in the leather working side, and I have a few ideas of things that. Well, one of them I've already tried. The YouTube video probably won't come out for like an entire month because I have that many ideas like lined up and already kind of planned out of when I want to do them. But I've already sent him the idea. And I'm going to try to finish it this weekend and show him what it looks like and just kind of gauge what he thinks and if it would be successful before I ever release it. Because I've there have been too many times now where I will do something. I'll release it to IG thinking, oh, that'll make a cool post. People might like that. 
And then a week later, somebody ripped it off and started trying to sell them before me. And that kind of pissed me off. So I, I really only share it with, you know, two max three <laughs> people. I know it's a, it's definitely tricky. It's nice to collaborate with someone and get like inspiration and like all this excitement and stuff like that. But it can definitely have its drawbacks if you're trusting the wrong people. Yeah. Well, there's and there's something to be said about helping other people, like guiding them without giving away everything. For sure. Like if someone asks me how to do something, I don't think I do anything that's like top secret or you know what I mean? So I'm definitely down to share mm-hmm. like tips or tricks or like, hey, don't forget to do like if I'm watching someone do something like, hey, don't forget to do this next time. It might be a little easier to try this brand instead because it's a little more durable or something like that but yeah like i guess that and i don't have competition here really either so i can like give that advice out and it's not going to shoot them in the foot there are other i'm finding a lot more makers in the area but they're not doing what i'm doing so it's kind of nice i haven't met them though yeah so I was trying to explain this to Alma the other day. I was like, it's all an illusion that I'm very social. Like I can be outgoing when it's just me and my camera, but like, I'm not going to be like the life of the party. If we go out, like it's not <laughs> for everybody that doesn't know, she will just ditch you I and know. run away. Uh, a lot of people will find out at WBC. I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm totally okay. Like I get questions all the time about, you know, where I get acrylic, like you could literally Google buying acrylic sheets and I don't even know how many results you're going to get. And I bought it, you know, from different places. So I have no problem like sharing that or sharing, you know, what kind of LED strips I use. Cause it's just like things from Amazon. Like it's nothing, you know, super top secret. And I mean, I've asked other people, you know, I've seen these lights. Would you mind telling me like, Granted, I'm going to try to make stuff to sell from this product. You can either share it or you don't. No hard feelings either way. And most of the time, the people I talk to are more than willing to share with me. And I think it's because I've been always willing to share with other people. So I've, I think I've kind of earned some goodwill. Because some of those people are like, I wouldn't tell anybody else, but here's what I use. Just don't share it with everybody else. And I don't. If they ask me not to, I, I don't share that information. But then I've had other people want me to make a YouTube video about exactly how I dissect a logo file and how I design four signs. Like, that's not that I couldn't share that, but that's, like, the only advantage I have right now is the speed I have to modifying files and how I do it. And I think if I gave that away, I would lose pretty much all business. I'm not fast with designing. <laughs> so that's but, like it has taken me. I've been using Illustrator for oh geez since for like nine years. Jeez. But I didn't start getting like better at it really until maybe five years ago. Because for the first four years, I just kind of limped my way through everything with the pen tool. Mm. And it wasn't until I met my friend Bill from Pinpoint Creative Studio. And said, here's my file. How do I do this thing? He's like, oh, yeah, it's just this button. I'm like, I've been trying to do this for a year. And you tell me it's one button, which I've done to you, too. So (laughs) it's one of those things where 
I start to I started to do different things and couldn't figure it out and I would start asking graphic designers and people in the graphic design world because I use it all the time and they would tell me like how to use the specific tool and then I would use that to build up my knowledge over the years to learn how to do all this stuff so there is something to be said about putting in the work and learning it versus just having it like handed out to you yeah because I mean yeah I could make a video of exactly how I do everything but I I'm not against, like, helping people, but there's a fine line between helping people and, like, handing them your entire business design. Like, because, I I mean, if I I do that video, I just told you exactly how I design everything. And I, some of these logos are so complicated, like, it... Not mine. It can make you shut down if you're trying to design it, and it's not going well. Like, I've designed a file for, like, two hours and deleted the whole thing and started it. <laughs> I'd be fuming. But it's trying to figure it out while you're doing it. Because every logo is different. Every file is different. Every file has a different designer. And the designers don't always design the same or well, for that mm-hmm. matter. Because some of them are professionally trained. Some are, you know, like me, and they learned it as they... We're doing it. And sometimes the people that learned it on the fly while doing it are better than the professionally trained people because they learn bad habits from teachers. That makes sense. So, I mean, there's always a fine line, I think, between a collaboration and making sure you don't get screwed at the end of it. Like, I'm always willing to collaborate with somebody, but there's very few people that I would, like, do an in-depth knowledge sharing, like, full-on detailed collaboration with because i know that they would never screw me i think i've also just been screwed too many times so yeah and then making sure you find the right person that's going to put in them the same amount of work as you or quality work as you is that's the tricky thing so not so i feel bad with the ethan collaboration the first one because it took me like a month to cut this leather and it wasn't because I didn't want to. It was because, like, either, like, so I think school had just, like, recently gotten back. Mm. And I wasn't used to the, having that yeah. schedule. And I thought that I could get something done on time. And I I just sucked it up and didn't get it done. And thankfully, Ethan was understanding <laughs> about that. So I'm not always perfect on getting it done fast. But I would... I'd like to think that I always put in the work to get the project done. But, I mean, there's ideas that you know about that I haven't even started on because... They're in my vault. I think I, I think my realization was I need to queue up, like, a month worth of YouTube videos so that, like, I can start doing one a week after that. And this one project got put to the back burner because I'm trying to get the YouTube videos queued up and filmed so that I can edit them during like my lunch breaks and stuff. And because of that, the other project is just taking a backseat until November. The person I'm working on it with and I agreed that we would start actually doing more with it in November. Because we both haven't even touched it. And that's one of the things you kind of have to be flexible about when you're working with people. Is changing up what you originally had planned. And put some things before others and some take a backseat and... I just now engraved the stool seat for my stool that I've had for two years. You're muted again. 
I said you've been talking about that for as long as I've known you. Your freaking stool seat. Yeah, well, I finally engraved it. I need to fill it with epoxy now. But it's it's one of those things like you you mean well and you want to finish things, and sometimes it just doesn't work. But anyway, it would be nice. One thing that I do think would be nice because I'm seeing it more and more on YouTube is these collaboration channels, and it's not just in the maker community. Like you'll have you know, a group of people that film sports videos together or they film making videos together or whatever because they all live within the same vicinity. And I think that would be cool. And I think it would work for my channel to, you know, have somebody come on and do things mm-hmm. together. But the the number of people that I could see actually doing that with is very small. And of that number of people, none of them live Fly me out! That sounds like put me in coach. Yeah, I'm ready to play. <laughs> I want to. I have a place yeah. to stay. Minus the cost. It's like, depending on the day, it's fifty bucks for me to fly there. It's cheaper than taking oh, us. Yeah. The so the one thing I'm working on now is I've made a list. Imagine that I made a list <laughs> in Google Drive. So I've used Google Documents a lot for business mm-hmm. stuff and ideas, and I started. I started two tabs inside of a Google spreadsheet and one tab is videos that I'm currently working on, currently filming parts, currently have the design started for whatever. And then another tab is projects I think would be cool, but I'm not quite sure how to pull it off or not sure how to design it. And I've started kind of separating the videos because before I was just like, Oh, I have this idea. And then I would start it and be like, okay, I don't know where to go from here. And then I'd forget about it. So I'm hoping that writing them down and tracking them and writing who I want to collaborate with will help me stay more organized and actually finish them. Like right now, I already have the YouTube video for next week edited and ready to post. I just need to do the thumbnail. The week after the video is all recorded, I just need to edit it. And then I've already started the video after that. And I think I have like three more after that I've already started designing the parts for but it's a lot of work like i gotta give it to the people that have gotten to you know a hundred thousand subscribers like it is a lot of work and you have to push through some really crappy beginnings because you get no traffic at the front so anyway are you ready for the after show i think I am. so if you want to hear the after show we're gonna plug it so <laughs> go to patreon.com slash podcast. And we have an after show every episode that you can listen to. Yeah, we do. And we'll see. Hmm? <laughs> I said, yeah, what? we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, okay. We do. And it's usually random and full of random topics. And yeah, what we're working on, what we want to work on. Sometimes more colorful language. <laughs> I think this week's intro was pretty colorful. It depends on if it stays or not. So. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. See you in the after show. show. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.